You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast with Ellen Toomey, episode number two. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Welcome to the UR Techie Podcast. Shelly Blackburn is with us today, and she comes to us with more than 25 years of experience in the telecommunications and networking industry. For the past 19 years, Shelly has held various roles across Cisco's sales, channel, and development organizations. In her current role, her responsibility is for the entire global security systems engineering organization, which supports next-generation firewall, advanced malware protection, cloud security, and zero-trust solutions. Say that five times fast. With a proven track record of increasing sales through the development and leadership of high-performing teams, she leads a worldwide organization of more than 500 security systems engineers and leaders dedicated to helping protect their customers' network. Her prior roles include, um, prior to her current role, Shelly led business development and system engineering for Cisco's America's Partners Organization. Other leadership positions in Cisco that she has held include Systems Engineering Director of the South Area U.S. Enterprise Sales Organization, and Engineering Strategy and Planning Leader for the U.S. Enterprise Sales Organization. Before Cisco, Shelly worked in marketing and engineering for Siemens. Shelly has a bachelor's degree from Minnesota State University and a master's in telecommunications from St. Mary's University. She's also a graduate of Women Unlimited, the national program for women in leadership, and is a key leader in the Cisco Empowerment Women's Network. Shelly's a mother of two beautiful children and a, a 12-year-old daughter and an 11-year-old son. Shelly's a strong voice for women in tech, and we are so happy to have her on the podcast today. Shelly, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ellen. Good, good morning. I'll take a deep breath after that long intro um, to say that you have had a stellar career in technology is a strong understatement. But let's talk about um, your journey and specifically motherhood along this journey. How has that formed and shaped you in your tech career? Well, great question. And thank you for having me on today's uh, podcast. So I would say um, motherhood, first of all. Uh, as you said, I'm a mother of two wonderful children, and they remind me of that every day as I try to be the best mother and be a vice president at um, a Fortune 100 company. Um, I will tell you how my career started and how motherhood um, continues to shape me. You know, if you would ask some of my friends in um, grade school and high school, I think they would say we knew that Shelley would be a leader because she was bossy um, at <laughs> times. And she was a leader in um, sports. And I think, to be honest with you, Ellen, I think Right away, you can see it um, as you approach your actual career in life. Um, I took that through to my career. 
I started in criminal justice, which is interesting enough. Um, I uh, then moved into technology, but I'll, I'll tell you why that's important is if you look at my career movements, my career movements have been in probably uh, waters that you would typically say not many women are, are in. Mm -hmm. And so whether uh, back in, in the early years of criminal justice, not very many women, mm -hmm. um, to engineering, Mm -hmm. where when I wanted to go to engineering school, I showed up the first day and there were no engineers uh, that looked like me mm -hmm. or dressed like me. So I, mm -hmm. I quite honestly decided to go, go to a different field where criminal justice, there were a couple. So mm -hmm. for me, my career path has always been kind of that career path where trying something that is out of the norm, mm -hmm. something out of the norm for women to do, um, and uh, so how does motherhood then fit into all of that? Well, I always knew that I wanted to be a leader and I always knew that I wanted to be a mother, just didn't know when the two would collide and if I could do both of them. To be very, very honest, since we're all women out there, we always mm -hmm. are striving to be able to do all things and everything, right? Mm -hmm. So um, for me, um, I started out with where I wanted to take my career. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I always knew I wanted to be a leader inside of a very large corporation like Cisco. Didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, first and foremost was trying to shape how do I get to that goal? Mm -hmm. And then how do I um, be an effective mother once I did reach that goal? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think just like you, it's a balance every single day. Mm -hmm. I don't have it all figured out. Just because you become a mother and just because you become a VP doesn't mean you have it all figured out. And so every single day, I try to balance and, uh, and I learn something new from all of my friends in the tech world as well. Um, and I think I've got a good, a good plan now as, as, as I put that forward. Thank you. That is a great, honest sentiment about it. And I, you know, I always, I think it's funny. People often will ask other women looking for that answer. And, um, you know, any woman who's really honest and plays that motherhood role, we know that we're always learning. We know that um, there is no perfect answer. But of course, the hard thing is like, how do we um, not sacrifice being a great mom for the sake of our career. And it's just a day-to-day -day balance. It's not really one of those things where you say, okay, well now this is the path forward. And, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, whenever I think I figured anything out, then my kids change, then they do something, they grow and get older and their needs change. And, um, you know, we have sons the same age and I, I went to pick him up and give him a hug, and he, I'm like, oh, we don't do that in public anymore. Okay, <laughs> I guess we're shifting here. So it is always a, a learning and balancing game. I would also, if I may add, I think um, from the Women Unlimited uh, Leadership Program, I will just tell you a tip that I took and that I constantly, in fact, I have it written on my little board here, excellence, not perfection. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard because we as women oftentimes mm -hmm. want to be perfect mm -hmm. at every single thing we do. And we'll talk about that in a minute, even about mm -hmm. where we take our career path. Mm -hmm. But that also feeds over into, again, how we show up as a wife, a mm -hmm. mother, a daughter, a friend, yeah. assistant sure. volleyball coach, <laughs> a tennis player. 
Right. We're not going to be perfect. And especially if we are striving to have all of these things, we have to be okay with living in excellence, not perfection. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Maybe just tell us a little bit more about the Women Unlimited Leadership Program. Is that is that outside of Cisco? Is that within Cisco? I'm not familiar with that program. It is outside of Cisco. Okay. And let me tell you, um, about six years ago, I had a sponsor inside of Cisco, um, and he knew that I wanted to be in a leadership role. And at Cisco, a vice president role, there's only about five to 600 vice presidents um, in a 75,000 person organization. Right. So to do that, you know, you have to, um, obviously uh, there are some things that you need to strive for. And one of those areas was improving myself as a leader. And so he said, look, I wanna take a chance on you. I'm gonna sponsor you for this program outside of Cisco. And this program is an intensive year-long program mm -hmm. um, where once a month I flew to Florida. Mm -hmm. There are other locations that you can attend this, but I flew to Florida. I was in a room full of about 50 women from leadership experience across the world in various different manufacturers, companies, big companies like Siemens, mm -hmm. Tupperware, um, and really what we were doing in that room is talking about um, what we're talking about here. You know, how do we balance? How do we effectively move um, throughout our career? What are some of the tips and tricks that we should be thinking about mm -hmm. that our male counterparts think about as well? Mm -hmm. But we're wired differently, so we do right. differently. Right. So it was a great right. program. That is, um, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing uh, that information. I think one of the great things about this podcast is that even though we like to cater to those people coming into the tech field, we really like to strike a balance of helping um, women to and through their technology careers because learning doesn't stop when you once you get that job or once you enter, there's so much else to, to learn and grow. And then um, we just have so many fabulous women. Um, you, one of them, come into our Facebook group and be mentors and help people. And I think that that's such an important um, aspect is that growth is always happening. And so to learn and see how we can have different um, growth opportunities is really exciting. So that's fabulous. I'd be happy to um, share links to that group if some of our members are interested. Great. Um, Let's let's dive in, okay, to this role of vice president in cybersecurity systems. Like what you told us a little bit about the background, but I mean, what what got you into this role and, and what is involved in it? And just give us a you know a scenario of what it's like to be. I mean, I don't have the math, but it's like, you know, maybe half a percentage of people make it to the vice president role in in Cisco. And you're talking about security. What is that role like and, and what are what type of work are you doing? Yeah, thank you. So here's what I would say um, first of all, to make it to this type of role. Um, well, I'd like to say that I had this grand plan and it <laughs> all went perfectly. I will tell you that a couple years back, I did really take a step back and looked at a couple things. Number one, how do I differentiate myself mm -hmm. amongst anybody else? There are so many people that 
could do what I do. Mm -hmm. But being very, um, I think, proactive in figuring out and being able to articulate how I differentiated myself is number one. And I have given that as a mentor to many people that I mentor today is take a step back. Think about how you would differentiate yourself in a stream of many great people. Um, number two, uh, filling your gaps, um, not your resume. So that came from Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. Okay. And I took that to heart. And I looked at, to differentiate myself inside of Cisco, I needed to look at what gaps I needed to fill, not necessarily what I was going to put on my resume. Okay. And so um, I'll give you an example. Yeah. In the engineering organization at Cisco, many people did take a ladder and you've been an engineering manager for a few years, then you'd be a senior engineering manager, then you'd be an, S, a, a, an engineering director. Mm -hmm. um, I would be competing against all those people that took that same ladder. Mm -hmm. So I really took to heart what Cheryl said in her book, which was fill your gaps. In some t cases that is a jungle gym, not a ladder. And so I looked at how do I maintain where I want to go, which mm -hmm. was to be a leader in engineering inside of Cisco, mm -hmm. but what are my different paths that I would take to get there? And so I worked outside of the engineering organization. I went into business development okay. um, and someone took a chance on me because I could show my uh, thinking around business development and growth. Mm -hmm. I then went into the development organization so I really took a different type of path and tried to fill some of those gaps. That's super interesting. I like the way you say that and that fill the gaps, not the resume. And yeah, that's, that's a, an interesting perspective. I, what I like to talk about is, you know, value add. And so that's what I see um, in your business development roles, really like how can I add value in a different way to my organization? Um, yes. So that's super and that's interesting. You differentiate yourself. If yeah, you're, right. If you're thinking of a different value add that you bring to the organization. Mm -hmm. When I showed up to interview for the next engineering role, what I mm -hmm. shared was I have different experiences than in that case, my competition. Mm -hmm. I have business development experience. I have engineering experience. I mm -hmm. have development experience. I can bring all of those to your business. And that's mm -hmm. exactly how I um, positioned myself. And I would say the mm -hmm. third thing mm -hmm. um, is really critical. And we as time um, times um, women do not do this. Okay. And that is humbly, <laughs> be humble, but brag. Humbly brag. Be able yeah. to share mm -hmm. what you have done to your mm -hmm. point mm -hmm. to bring value to an mm -hmm. organization and don't be afraid to share it. Mm -hmm. And so I've documented, and I'll tell this to a lot of people that I mentor, document mm -hmm. your path mm -hmm. and what you've done throughout your path, mm -hmm. what you have built, what you have done, and you've left um, a print on. And I think that's really critical. I love that you're doing that and that you say that. I think that's great. I um, really did not find, um, which is, which is a negative of me, a lot of women 
that I could look to for this. And I think that this is something I've done in my career by following the example of men. And I think it's, we should be seeking out women mentors, but if you see something, you know, that a man is doing and you, that's great that he can be a mentor. You, you mentioned that a couple of your mentors took a chance on you. They were men. So that's one thing is that just because you're a woman in leadership, you know, that doesn't I mean, we're not in isolation here, right? Sometimes men can be the biggest advocates for women in mentorship. Um, I love that you're doing that. I think that it is a, something I see frequently, this, this inability to say, like, I own this, I did this, and, and I'm good enough. A lot of times it takes seeing someone else who we know we're better than doing it. And then we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, if they're doing it, I can do it, you know? Exactly. And, and I will also, I'll tell you your question around, okay, Shelly, so now you did all these things in your path to get to this mm -hmm. career. Now, what about the vice president role? So a vice president role typically isn't something that is, you know, well communicated. It's typically you, you are chosen amongst people to tap on the shoulder to apply for something. Mm -hmm. it, 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 and it's based on people knowing what you've done. It's based okay. on people seeing your, you've networked very well. Now, mm -hmm. please don't take that as I didn't apply for this role because I absolutely did. But I want to, I want to share a story that I think is very relevant to us as women because I made a mistake and I also, um, I corrected it. So when this vice president role came up, as I shared with you, I knew I wanted to go for a vice president role, um, but I was going to wait till it was the right one. And how <laughs> often do we all tell ourselves, <laughs> we're going to wait till we have all of the skill sets for this role. <laughs> I, this role came up and I, um, being very transparent, said I'm not going to go for it because I don't have a background in cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had an executive coach who sat me down and she gave me this look like <laughs> I oftentimes give the people I mentor and she said, why are you not going for this role? And I said, well, I don't have the skill sets. I'm sure they're looking for somebody who has a complete background in this. And she said, okay. She said, so let me tell you something. She said, number one, you've just shut a door before you even opened it, looked inside and made a decision on whether it was right for you. So she gave me that little check. <laughs> she said, number two, have you ever had an employee that didn't have all the skill sets that you maybe dreamed of, but they were a rock star employee and you knew you put them in any position and they could play that position and learn that position? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. She goes, just what if you're that person? Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I'll, I hear you. And I said, but this is a global role. I'm a mother of two. Mm -hmm. This is a global role. I'm right. a mother of two. Like, how does that work? How, how does that even work? Balance. Mm -hmm. She said, okay. Have you ever had that employee that has set boundaries with you and has said, I can't do X, Y, and Z, but I can, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And you've said, wow, I need that person so badly that I'm going to take their boundaries and I'm okay mm -hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. And she said, what if that is this role for you? <laughs> and I'll tell you, Ellen, I had my interview 
And I showed up, just like you said, I shared the value that I could bring to the role. Mm-hmm. I shared my experience. Mm-hmm. I shared what I could do. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I feel I got a hook, line, and sinker. And then the minute the offer was made, I said, but here's what I can't do. Mm-hmm. And here are my boundaries. And they said, okay, I think we can work around those. Wow. So the reason I tell you that story and to all of the folks out there and the women who have maybe put off a role that they really wanted because mm-hmm. they didn't think they could either do it or didn't couldn't balance it, mm-hmm. feel confident about what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Feel confident about the value. And if you've written that value and those value statements down, right. like we talked about, you will be able to bring that into this role or the role that you're looking for and mm-hmm. then set your boundaries and be okay with it. Those are the right. things that I've learned. I love that so much. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing as you're telling me this because it's, I've got, you know, I run a coaching program for women entering tech and it's like, the, it's the same thing, just at different levels. You're like, well, there's a gap and I don't have this specific skill. And then, you know, but then constantly we have people, men are, you know, notoriously, they're like, oh, if I have 20% of the skills, I'll apply. And so um, it's just, it's so interesting to me how, you know, we're, we have to always remind ourselves that a gap is not the end, right? And that the boundaries are not, um, not over, not insurmountable. Um, that's right. why in, in our coaching program, I have them write, like, what is your dream job first? and then align it to the jobs that are out there. First, what are what is necessary for you? Then you'll know, yeah, this is a good fit or it isn't a good fit or I'm willing to do this, but I'm not willing to do that. And I know a lot of people who are like, no, no travel whatsoever, I'll never travel. And I said, okay, well, you know, I've seen positions where it's like 20% travel. I mean, that's pretty reason. I don't know about you, but like I, you travel quite a bit. I don't mind being on a plane here and there. It's got kind of a luxury with the poor kids. So, um, you know, there, I think that sometimes we set up these constraints and boundaries that, um, like you said before, let's look at the door, let's open, let's yeah. see what's in there. And then there's no harm in saying, okay, you know what? I've decided, no, you've already had that great experience and you've built kind of that repertoire. So, um, that's a great story. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was really um, super. And I love your coach. She's she. Oh, I love her too. Awesome. She gave me a big. And sometimes that's what we have to do to each other, right? Just look each other mm-hmm. in the eye and go, "Did you just really say that? Were you really mm-hmm. thinking when you said that?" <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Um, on one last point that you yeah. asked about cybersecurity, I want to give you um, in the in the folks here in this call why cybersecurity. When you look at just the um, magnitude of 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 this kind of trend in the market, so take some of these stats to heart. According to Forbes. Annual cost of cybercrime is expected to reach $6 trillion by 2021. Oh my gosh. It's becoming a market that is greater than many businesses, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And the professionals, the shortfall in the the talent is being estimated at reaching 3.5 million shortage of talent. Oh my gosh. And then here's the last one I want 
to share is women are anticipated to hold in the end of 2019 mm -hmm. over 20% of the chief information security officer roles in cybersecurity, which is up from 13% in 2017. So when you ask the question, why cybersecurity? Mm -hmm. For me, this is a huge growing field. Mm -hmm. And foundationally, when I started in technology almost 20, you know, 25 years ago, mm -hmm. It was a growing field. 30 years ago, we, you know, internet had started. So it was a mm -hmm. growing field. And we were all coming in, men and women, at a similar baseline. Mm -hmm. Security, similar baseline. Mm -hmm. There's not enough. This is an absolute, absolute um, trend in the market that enables women mm -hmm. who are coming from early in their career, Mm -hmm. from a different type of career, like you and I talked about teaching, mm -hmm. to anywhere or anything that you've done and enter this type of career. And that's mm -hmm. why I chose cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to let you know that as well. I think that's, no, I appreciate that because we really touched on like your VP role and what that means. And, and But this is a specific industry that, um, quite honestly, I get asked about all the time, and it's tricky because it's changing and adjusting and adapting, and what does it mean, and how do we, um, but just looking at those numbers, I think um, we as women often want to fill a need. We want to be, we want to know that, like, our contribution is meaningful, and so, I mean, that, there isn't a stronger message, 3.6 million shortage. That's the shortfall. I mean, that's incredible. That means that there's there are a lot of jobs, and if you can acquire the right skills, you know there there's an opportunity out there. Um, so I think that's absolutely fantastic and great information to share. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to I want to jump down to this this question of speaking of security and the roles in security. Um, so we we talked about how they're high demand. What what types of benefits? So let's say there's a woman listening and she's like, you know, that I think maybe I could do it. And if you are listening and you think maybe, then you can, can't it? Can't you, Shelly? Absolutely, 100%. So what are some of the benefits that are gonna come to her in a role in security, which obviously there are many different roles, but what could they be? So I think um, where I would start thinking on what are the, the benefits, mm -hmm. number one, what do you love to do? Do you mm -hmm. love some of the benefits of, like for example, I love sales. I love being in front of people. I love mm -hmm. engineering those sales. So I like to solve problems and I like mm -hmm. to find people like-minded that like to solve problems. Sales mm -hmm. is typically going to be more out in front of a customer. Mm -hmm. um, however, so if you love that opportunity for you to be out in front of a customer, articulate why we we all, all of us, need to be thinking about cybersecurity because mm -hmm. it's impacting all of us. For sure. That's one opportunity. <clears throat> Second opportunity is think about it from a, if you come back from the background of I'm a developer. Mm -hmm. Right now, I mean, the cybersecurity products that are on the market mm -hmm. are incredible. Mm -hmm. A chief information security officer is dealing with so many products. Mm -hmm those products don't all talk to each other. However, they're becoming very open mm -hmm. in their ability from an open source perspective, mm -hmm. open API perspective. So if you're a developer 
think about and and let's say you don't want to travel or you want to work from home or you want to mm -hmm. have some flexibility mm -hmm. many companies cisco being one of them is looking for developers they're looking for people that understand how to take a product mm -hmm. and with its ability to be open to now shape it mm -hmm. in a way that's custom mm -hmm. for a customer and fitting mm -hmm. their business needs Mm -hmm. So that's a benefit that it could bring. Or if you're somebody who loves to market, you know, bringing a product to market, creating demand. Mm -hmm. um, to me, right now, um, if you want to be in a customer, sitting in a customer environment, here's another interesting one that if you love this, um, you think about, typically people think that a hacker or someone that is uh, uh, an attacker mm -hmm. is someone that looks like, you know, someone with a hat on. They have the black know, hood. Yeah, right. <laughs> but really, Ellen, for all I know, you know, <laughs> right. we look like the, the hackers. The right. We look like meaning someone who is an attacker. Mm -hmm. And so um, now you think of many companies who are just looking for people to be able to monitor and understand the tool set to be able to see the attackers and the profiles that are coming in to their businesses and attacking their business. Mm -hmm. um, so again, there's so many benefits and so many different roles. Right. Figure out first to your point, mm -hmm. you said it very well, what are the things you love to do? Do you like to get up in front of people? Do you like to sit quietly in your own home? Do you have need flexibility? Do you like to develop? Figure that out first. Number two, I would start reaching out to people like like myself, like you, mm -hmm. like colleges, like um, uh, Wake Wake Tech has a a, a, a program mm -hmm. um, around cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. Just start asking some questions. Mm -hmm. You're going to find very quickly there is there are a ton of opportunities that are opening up and will mm -hmm. continue to open up for a long time. It's gonna be the biggest business as a $6 trillion business. Right. I hate to call it that. It's the biggest business that is out there on the market. Right, I, and I love what you're saying about how, you know, even security, there are so many different roles in security that you can get into and like looking at, you know, I mean, whether, whether remote work is a focus for you or whether talking to people, you know, that's a lot of, a lot of times um, people in our community will, they're interested in tech, but they're like, but I really like being around people. And there's absolutely opportunity for that um, as you as you so eloquently oh, described. So that is, that's super interesting. Okay, so speaking about um, getting, you know, getting into a specific field, one of our favorite questions that people wanna know the answer to are favorite, so I call them secret weapon questions that you ask in an interview. Do you have two that you want to share with us that, um, you know, interviewing can be so intimidating. And, and so are there a couple that you'll share with us to give us some insight on that? I will. And in fact, I have four interviews today, which is not a normal day. So I've already okay. used two of them. Okay. These two that I'm going to tell you, which I think um, the first one I will just tell you um, is one that is my secret weapon. And, every time I ask it, people go, and it is, what have you done to change someone's life? 
Mm-hmm. And the reason I ask that is because obviously some a lot of the things that are going on in the world these days, um, people appear to be out for themselves, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, growing markets, uh, you know, and I think that especially as a female leader, I like to take a step back and go, and, and even for myself, how am I changing someone's life? How am I taking, reaching back, mm-hmm. pulling the next woman up mm-hmm. and helping them and where they want to go? And right. so I, when I was thinking of this for myself, I decided mm-hmm. to make that also an interview question. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a kind of one of my secret weapon questions. And I I'm hearing it. more and more people use it, by the way. Um, They're stealing it. <laughs> I, uh, and I think it tells a lot about people. Are they out to help others? Mm-hmm. Are they thinking about how to, um, the human aspect of our job? You know, I, we wake up every single day and we, um, we shouldn't be just thinking about the job we do, but how we're impacting others. And Cisco is huge on this, by the way. Um, second thing that I ask is, um, why wouldn't I hire you? Ooh. Which is which is a different way of asking what are your, somebody to think about what are their potential gaps Mm -hmm. and to see if somebody will say, you know, what, what they will say about themselves on why I wouldn't hire them because we Mm -hmm. all come to the table of Mm -hmm. we've got things that we need to improve. But I do Mm -hmm. think that uh, I like to see how people look at themselves. Oftentimes it also Mm -hmm. looks at EQ because you mm-hmm. can teach people um, intelligent. I mean, we can ta- we can teach and we can have IQ, but if you don't have EQ, to me, that's mm-hmm. difficult to teach. And so right. that's where I look for EQ when I ask them, why wouldn't I hire you? So those are my two secret weapon interview questions. Those are top notch, I will tell you. Those are, I really like those. Those are some of our best. We're gonna add those. I, it, they may, I can't promise they won't get out. People might be stealing them left and right, but those are some good ones. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. Um, just to, to round out a couple of questions here. Um, um, what do you, what does your day-to-day look like and what do you like best about your job? You know, what I like best about my job right now is I forgot to mention that I'm an extremely competitive person. (laughs) (laughs) But if you look at my career, you would see that. And if, as I mentioned, I played basketball, volleyball, softball, golf, and tennis. Um, For me, the ability to say I made it to this role, I am am, um, the only vice president of systems engineering inside of Cisco. And there's been one other person, and that person would, um, and I won't take that away from her, um, but that's two women inside of Cisco. So for me, what I like best about my job now Mm -hmm. is I've become a positive role model for the other women Mm -hmm. inside of Cisco. We can achieve this. And Mm -hmm. I will tell you, that is the best part of my job. I smile every day. My husband reminds me of that. And what um, that also means to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I also love the fact that now I, I'm, I've always been a change leader, but now with 
uh, obviously this accountability and responsibility, I can make changes that I believe will be long impacting and they're not just changes to the business, but they're changes on how we do things differently, mm -hmm. um, diversity, inclusion. Mm -hmm. uh, so that means a lot to me and is the best part of my job. And lastly, I'll say, I love being a leader of people and seeing them succeed and and win and winning means different things to different people. But um, that is a big, that's the best part of my job. That's awesome, I got chills, I love that answer. Let's wrap up with what advice would you give to a woman who's considering a career in tech and maybe even specifically security? Um, what advice would you give to her? I would say the first thing as I shared with you, don't open, don't close the door until you've opened it and looked inside. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have all the skill sets. Are you someone who thrives and takes energy from learning new things? Um, that right there in itself sets you and can set you apart from other people. So take that number one. I would say number two, technology, just because people don't always look like you, mm -hmm. um, the, the world is changing. There are many women. Uh, when I started Cisco, I think there were 10 women systems engineers. We have over 300 now. I am, wow. it, it, it's changing. Now is our time to get out. Mm -hmm. um, it is It is absolutely um, a great field to be in. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would just say that um, this is really important. And we as women, this is one of those things that you talked about earlier, Ellen, that we can take from our male counterparts. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a twofold answer. Number one, networking is more important than we even think it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Invest in networking. Invest in showing up and having a beer. Mm -hmm. And you can you don't have to have a drink, but have <laughs> a soda. Invest in taking that time to go out and meet with someone in person. Invest in that. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason that is so important is because um, people do hire people they, they believe in, they trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure that we're building that network across not only you know women but across men and so mm -hmm. take that opportunity go do it and document your success so that you can share when you are networking you can share what you've done to provide value and could provide value to that person's business that's what i would say shelly blackburn thank you so much for being on the podcast today so many great nuggets that you have shared with our community i am grateful for your time and i know our audience will be too Thank you, Ellen. You're amazing. Thank you for doing this for all techies. We love you. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.